Welcome back to the second season of Multi-Class Theater, the role-playing podcast with class. And a party that is still fuzzy on the concept of teamwork. Don't they know it makes the dream work? Multi-Class Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and terrible fake accents. If those don't bother you, then settle in and enjoy the show. Last time, with Rotan captured by the Odal, it was up to Mist, Silway, and Trevor to find a way to infiltrate the compound and stage a rescue. So he's probably gonna die. But they actually made it a fair way inside before being stonewalled by the Odal's bureaucracy. When diplomacy failed, they decided to resort to magic and sneaking. Meanwhile, Rotan attempted his own unsuccessful diplomacy with the Odal guards. He was then made to face the specters of his past, which then beat him into unconsciousness. And that's where we find him, unconscious, on multi-class theater. When we last left our band of adventurers... Harry and Hermione had crawled under the invisibility cloak and had left the... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's the wrong thing. I don't get that reference at all. Mist and Silway fell under Mist's magic cloak spell of invisibility and had left the office in search of Rotan. You exit the office and you find yourselves once again in that marble rotunda with the statue. It still seems deserted. You can see out of your peripheral vision... The administrator who was at the front desk is still sitting there. Other than that, there doesn't seem to be a soul present. There is another door in the wall that you just came out of, and there are two doors in the wall opposite you on the other side of the statue. You silently slide across the marble floor. Which door do you want to go to, the one on the left or the one on the right? I like to start on the left. You're at the door on the left. Are you going to listen or you're just going to open? Yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen. Roll perception. 11. You don't hear anything on the other side of this door. Mist shrugs and is going to open the door as slowly and stealthily as possible. It's just the wind opening the door. You open the door slowly and quietly. You look beyond it and you see a corridor which dead ends in a door. You also notice that the passage, though there are no windows, seems to be illuminated by a soft light. And there are no torches on the walls or anything of that nature. I mean, Arcana check. That's a four plus zero is a four. So yeah, huh. Weird. So, I, I mean, you think it's going. probably magical, but you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, that's that's fair. What do you see? Uh, what's going on in there? What's? It's just a hallway uh, with a door. It seems kind of like, I don't know. Do you want to get a read on this? Just to clarify, whenever Silway is whispering at Mist, she's doing it with the message cantrip. Okay. So if they're if you're worried about people hearing us or detecting us, like that's I'm hoping that and I can that. and I can respond back with the same. You can yeah you can respond back. So there we are. If you initiate the conversation, then you're just whispering normally. But if I initiate it, then it's a cantrip. Then every conversation between us starts like this: Mist pokes Silway. Silway says what with the <laughs> message cantrip, and then we can go. There you go. That's exactly how the spell was intended to be used. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why was our DM shaking your head? No reason. This may or may not fail. I have a sixth sense about this. 
Oh, oh, I'm... I mean, somebody's <laughs> got to say it. I have a bad feeling about this. I know we're playing the wrong system, but still, I have a bad feeling about this. I, let, let me see. And Sylvia tries to poke her head in the, in the hallway and sees the same thing, I assume. Sees the same thing. Well, at least this gets us out of the rotunda. Let's go down and see what's behind that door. Do you want to check for, like, traps, magical or otherwise? That is a good idea. And Silly will check for traps. Three plus some number that's not going to get me a good check. You do not find any, or do not believe you've found any. You think it's all clear. There are no traps in this hallway. Then lead on. <laughs> you sound distrustful. Um, all right, Silway starts uh, tiptoeing down the hallway. I would just like to say, even though I know it's not the case, ever since I said what I said to start this, I still pictured the two of them huddled under the invisibility cloak, God, me moving too. together. <laughs> me too. So thank you for that. I forget, like, you can move apart and, like, you don't have to be standing next to one another, but, like... Oh. Yeah, I definitely have been working on the same... Like, let me see you just shuffle around here, Three Stooges style. So, Silway, you do something? Walks confidently across the hallway, knowing that no traps will be triggered. Okay, fair enough. You reach the end of the hallway and find yourself at another door. Uh, then Silway will listen at it first. Perception? Indeed. Uh, 17. It sounds completely silent on the other side of the door, as if there isn't even ambient noise. Silway looks back at Mist. Nothing's in here. We should be safe to go in. It's definitely not too quiet in there. And then she'll start pushing the door open very slowly. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Can you... Hmm, how do I want to phrase this in a way that you're going to understand? Look at the door and try to see not with your eyes and not, like, listen with your ears, but with, like, your instincts. See, I, w I would tell you just use detect magic, but you are going to be like, but I don't know how to use magic, which we all know is a lie, but... So you want me to detect things without my eyes and ears? Fine, just open the door. I've done it before, and she'll cast Detect Magic. Everything glows. Everything, everything. Glows. The room you're in, everything beyond the door, it's it's just this big cube of light. Holy crap! She says out loud. <laughs> and then, like, stumbles and falls in surprise. Okay. What, what's, what do the lights look like? Everything is glowing. Yeah, like, glowing... Glowing? Does, is it all glowing the same? In the hallway you are in, you are detecting uh, something from the school of evocation. Beyond the door, you detect two kinds of magic, somewhat intermingled, both evocation and illusion. Right. So she slowly stands, stands back up, and looks at Mist. Uh, it's reddish and purplish. Maybe purple behind the door, red here and everywhere. All right. How do I make an Arcana check based on what she? Well, if you if you would know from your own detect magic what those colors mean, you'd probably just yeah. know. Why is this garrison in the middle of a mountain town covered in magic? Because there's way more going on here than just a bunch of local cops that have gotten a bit drunk on their own power. That would explain a lot that we've seen so far. Should we open the door? Guess we have to. Okay. Because I'm all out of dispel magic. If it explodes, I guess we just get the hell out of here. Yep. 
I got my other character rolled up, so... <laughs> I was going to say, did you both remember to save before you opened the door? Just remember, take my ring. Alright, Silway is looking at the door, and if there's any obvious traps that she didn't see from her previous check, um, or should I roll for that again? You could roll for that again if you're checking the door specifically. Especially now that she has magical insight. Uh, 8 plus 3 plus 5, 13. You do not find any traps on the door. So then she will open it slowly and push or pull it, whichever one makes sense. The door pulls towards you. You slowly and cautiously pull it open, only to reveal a wall of total darkness. Is, is this darkness magical? Yes. Okay, so I see right through it. You are so gleeful about that. <laughs> so, Silway, you see a wall of darkness. Just floor-to-ceiling, the blackest darkness you've ever seen. Actually, it looks a lot like darkness that you saw once before when a certain dapperly dressed cat created an orb of it around you. Damn it, Mist. Stop casting darkness. Mist, you look through it into an empty room. Since Silway told me there's an illusion there, can I try to see through the illusion with some kind of save or check? Give me a wisdom check. That, uh, that'd be the 20. <laughs> Mist, you look again into the room, and you see what you thought was solid floor appears to be a staircase descending downwards in a spiral fashion. Here we go. I reach back and grab Silway's arm. What? What are you doing? Okay. This is gonna suck. I want you to put your hand on my back and, and I want you to follow me. I thought you didn't like being petted. Take his tail. Take his <clears throat> tail. <laughs> you want me to pet you? Are you scared of this? No. No. There's a staircase here, but you're not going to be able to see it because of the darkness. And so I need to lead you. Oh, a staircase. That sounds promising. Yep. But again, darkness. So I think what she does is she she grabs your cloak. That works. And she and she holds it like a leash as you go downstairs. That's less cool. <laughs> Mist is going to wrap his tail on the outside of Silway's hips so like if she starts to kind of go over, he can feel it and pull like pull her back onto the staircase. I want both of you to give me a perception check. Oh, 11. That is a 19 plus uh, something. Perception 5, uh, 14, or 24. Uh, I can math. Mist, as you start making your way into the room and towards the stairs, you notice that there is no sound whatsoever. Like you cannot hear the rustling of your cloak. You cannot hear your footsteps. It's as if everything is silent. I say out loud, not very loud, but just kind of to test it. I was afraid of that. Does Silway hear him say that? 
No, nor mist. Do you hear it outside of the reverberation inside your own skull? It's like they were anticipating a moment like this. So, at the same moment, mist is trying to speak to Soe. Soe is trying to speak to mist, and she will get frustrated and try two or three more times and have the same effect and then keep walking forward. Mist is the one guiding you, so it's up to him yep. where you go. Yeah, oh yeah, we're going we're going down. You make your way to the circular staircase and it's a pretty narrow fit and there's no railing or anything to hold on to. Uh but it's it's a tight spiral. So when you follow carefully behind Mist down into the depths Mist, you follow the staircase around. It doesn't descend too far. You feel like you're only going down one level. You find yourself in another, looks like, completely empty room. There is a door to your right and a door to your left. The room is completely bare, except for the floor. Instead of a finished floor, it is like a hard, sandy, earthen floor. Is it still dark and silent down here? It is still dark and silent. I'm going to focus my inner eye or whatever and see if what I'm seeing is still is, is reality or if there's if there where there's one illusion, there could be more. I want to try and double check everything that I'm looking at. Uh, so that is uh, a 19 plus two for wis- straight up wisdom check is 21. Everything you're seeing you believe is real works for me that there's the floor there's just the bare room silway of course you see nothing because it's still total darkness and total silence she's just holding out for dear life do the doors have any sort of window or viewport in them no all right i check the door on the left okay you open the door on your left and you blink momentarily as you're blinded by light it's not particularly bright but compared to the total darkness that you've been in it is a little bit blinding. The door opens, and it is a, I would say maybe 10 by 12 room with the door on the opposite side. As you look down, you notice there is no floor, just a pit about 10 feet deep filled with pointy spikes. Is it, though... <laughs> Uh, nine. Yup, it is, though. <laughs> so this is in the room with the light, so Silway can see it? So I can see this. Wisdom check? Sure. Yes, twelve. You see a pit filled with pointy spikes. But they're slightly smaller. <laughs> I'm going to close the door and try the other one. We could totally jump that, Mist. You gonna pull Silway back across? I turn to look at her, then remember we're invisible. And so just instead pull her away from the spiky pit of death. So wait, give me another dexterity check as you're getting yanked about in the darkness. Well, not like yanked about, but just like... I say, I still got this cloak like I'm holding reins and following him around. Uh, 16 dexterity. You're able to maneuver yourself behind mist. You walk to the other door. Did you want to listen or are you just going to open it? Have we been able to hear anything? Like, does, does it seem like we've got sound down here? No, you do not have sound down here. So I, I see not the point of trying to listen at the door. So we'll just open it slowly. The door pulls into the darkness. What you feel at first is a wall of cold air hits you. You look out into it seems to be maybe mid-afternoon light, which is filtered through narrow windows on either side of a stone wall. 
you find yourself in what looks like the bottom of the round turret that you saw from the outside. The floor here is earthen and covered with hay, which has been strewn about. Across from you, you see a stairway that spirals along the wall, going upwards into the tower. On the wall to the left of you, at about 9 o'clock to your 6 o'clock, you see a large man leaning against the wall, sitting with his knees drawn close and his head held in his hands. He appears to be sobbing. Do I recognize the large man? Uh, you can give me a perception check. Uh, 16. No, you have not seen him before. He is also, despite the brisk temperature, not wearing a shirt. <laughs> I step aside so that Silway can see in. Does she recognize the man? Perception check. Uh, 16. No, you do not recognize the man either. She's rather uncomfortable with human emotion, so I think she just... I think she tugs on Mist's, Mist's cloak, like, giddy up, forward. <laughs> I'm going to kind of poke at the the hay floor with my green staff, just to kind of make sure that, like, it is in fact what it appears to be. Call me paranoid, but I'm paranoid now. You poke at the floor... And it seems solid, seems exactly what it is. It gives a little bit as you dig into the earth slightly, despite its permathaw nature. All right, well, I'm going to slowly step into the room. You're playing with fire there, Diana, describing earth again. Yeah, trust me, I know. Oh, oh, you don't know the conversation that Adam and I had the other night, last night even? <laughs> what constitutes earth for earthbending? I won't go into it, but I am going to go in and... How do I want to describe this? You all have seen a cat, like, very tentatively poke at something? <laughs> yes. This is what Mist is going to do, kind of putting his hand on this guy's shoulder. Because kind of, like, reaching out and, and, like... Is he batting at him? Just say he's batting at him. He's not batting at him. Because <laughs> batting implies, like, thwapa, thwapa, thwapa. This is sort of like, I kind of want to poke this, but I don't know if I want to poke this, because I don't know what's going to happen if I poke this. So I'm going to poke this as lightly as possible... To see if it's okay to poke it. Sounds like how I interact with cats. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, are you going across the room as well? Um, yeah, I'm still holding onto his cloak and letting him in. Okay, both of you, I want you to make a stealth check. 19. 23. You creep silently across the ground up to the man who continues to sob. Can we hear it? Yes, you can hear it. You hear him mumbling softly to himself. Now give me a dexterity check to see if you can poke him lightly or if you poke him too hard. Uh, 17. You poke him lightly and he does not appear to notice. All right. I will, I will rest my hand more securely on his shoulder. You put your furry paw upon his shoulder and his face buried in his hand jerks up. Who's that? Who's that? Are, are, are you okay? Um, is that you, Phil? Uh, no, I'm not gonna, I no. told you I don't like this game, Phil. Uh, I'm not, I am not, I am not Phil. And if this is a game, it's the worst game ever. I agree. My baby's not. Who, who are you? Uh, 
probably a friend. Uh, you're <laughs> you're missing, like, you said your baby? Give me a persuasion check. Hello, plus five charisma. Hello, eight on the die. Uh, Thirteen. <laughs> That's still enough. He believes you. Um, oh, oh, my, my, my babies, they, they killed him last night. Who, who are your babies? <laughs> oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh, okay, this is the Rancor guy. Yeah, okay. My, my, my babies. And he collapses into his hands and starts sobbing again uncontrollably. He doesn't know it was you. <laughs> he, he does not. Every time I watch it, my heart goes out to the Ranker trainer. <laughs> it's a, it's a really heartbreaking scene because like it, it's like this. It's it's clearly the, like the it's this guy's pet basically. And look at it this way, Mike. This is a way for you to make up for past injustices perpetrated by Star Wars. I I would just like to say thank you both for getting that reference and getting the. <laughs> It's a really weird thing to include. Like, <laughs> like it's a weird moment to suddenly humanize. I mean, of co- I mean, of course, because I mean, the thing whimpers as it dies. It's a really like, it's sort of like a oh, you think it's cool to fight monsters, huh? Yeah, well, guess what? Monsters are people too. It's just an animal, right? It's not. It's. We've clearly struck a nerve here. <laughs> well, no, it's just, it's a, it's a weird thing to include. And it's just a weird, weird thing to include. Anyway, yes. Okay, so the, uh, the man is sobbing into his hands. Back to this poor crying guy whose displacer beasts we killed. Did, did they, did they catch, did they catch the guy that did it? <laughs> oh, I, oh, I think so. Well, one of them. Where is, where is he? Well, I think he's in the dungeon. Oh, God. I do have a hanky. <laughs> uh, can I make one appear through prestidigitation? <laughs> make a, make an illusion of one so it just blows into yeah. his hand. <laughs> oh, crap. No, I think if I cast a spell, I break invisibility. I that think so, true. too. Yep. Then I do not. He seems surprisingly okay with the fact that you seem to be a disembodied voice. Yeah, I was going to comment on that. Like, he's just talking to the spirit that's touching his shoulder. I can avenge your babies if you tell me where the dungeon is. How do you not know where the dungeon is? It is. What would you say your name was again? Uh. <laughs> Arnon. Her name is Arnon. Slarty Bartfars. <laughs> I am the avenging spirit. Okay, persuasion check. Or deception? Deception. Oh, yeah, or deception. I think they're both the same, aren't they, for you? Uh, Not for me. (laughs) Okay, then deception it is. Shit. Is it a one? That's a one. Yay! I guess they are the same for me. He looks up when you say that towards where you are, and he sees right through you and sees Silway standing behind you. Hey, you're not supposed to be here. Silly stiffens suddenly, not realizing she was visible. And then he starts shouting. All right, I punch him. I'm knocking this guy out. Uh, Let me punch him. I'm already visible. (laughs) You can stay invisible. Oh, right. If you punch him, you turn visible. That's true. Okay, so yeah, as soon as he starts yelling, 
um, Sylvate runs forward and like tries to chokehold or muffle him or something. Okay, give me a grapple check. Uh, 19. Okay, you manage to get yourself wrapped around him and cover his mouth, but he is struggling and still screaming through your hand. This is not the first time Silly's had to muffle somebody, a guard, and so she's just holding him as, as strongly as she can and trying to cover his mouth. Also, not the first time I've had to yell through my hands, which appears to be a thing now. Um, I think she's going to actually try to disable him, like a uh, unconscious or like use a chokehold, a sleeper hold or whatever. This is something she's done in the past, I would assume, uh-huh. of yeah, to disable uh, guards. You have grappled him, so now we're going to try to see if he can break the hold before he starts losing consciousness. Whatever. And it's a natural one. Try to get your arms around his neck, and he is able to plant his feet firmly on the floor, and then rocks back, slamming you into the wall, which causes you to lose your grip. And then he continues yelling. I'm going to try and strike him with the green staff to put him, to knock him out. Sylvie's going to make another attempt at, like, hitting with the hilt of her dagger for a, a knockout. She just pummeled this poor guy. Basically, he's he's calling the alarm. He's got to go down. Let's go to Mist first, since Sylvie had her turn. I was going to say, I got, I, got, I got nothing except violence at this point. That's a, yeah, that's a nine. I don't suppose that this guy's prone sitting there on the ground gives me any sort of advantage or anything. No, it wouldn't get... It wouldn't. He's sitting, but it wouldn't give you advantage. So I guess I whiff at him with the green staff and appear from the... You swing your green staff, and he's flailing so much trying to get Silway off of him that you, you miss him. Silway, give me another strength check. It, well, first, what do you want to do? Do you want to continue to try to hold on, or do you want to... I don't think... I think she's just going for a knockout blow. She's like, I can't restrain this guy. So just... Like a knee to the temple or something, just to like see if she can knock him out. Four plus whatever. I get to get strength <laughs> at this point, so it doesn't matter. All right, new character. <laughs> he is going to try to break free. Oh, duh! Drag him into the hallway, Silway. So he tries to get up, and as he's rising to his feet, he trips over your boot, Silway, and sprawls forward onto the ground. And he starts crawling away slowly, scrambling towards the stairway. Into the darkness? Or the other stairway in this room? The other stairway in the base of the tower. Grab his leg and help me drag him into into the hallway. Works for me. Give me a grapple check for Mist. Silway, since you are helping, you have advantage. Good. Um, It's just a straight-up strength check? Is that what grapple is? It's athletics. Oh. Oh, athletics. Good, good. So I can... All right. Um, 14? It's opposed by him. Yeah, well, let's see what he does. Oh, you, you managed to grab his legs. Ha-ha! Mist, your ears perk up as you hear two people talking coming from above you. It sounds like they are coming down the stairs. I think we both kind of exchange looks and hustle to drag this guy into the... Mist, you have one leg. And you can drag him at half your movement speed is how that works. Why doesn't Silway grapple? Well, I guess apparently she doesn't want to. Because she's going <laughs> to kick him in the head as soon as she can. <laughs> Again, 
She she tried to like help you in your effort, but she's not actually grabbing your nose. <laughs> so she goes for it, sees that you've got it, and then decides, oh, yeah, Mister, can control this. I'm gonna go kick him in the head. Yeah, basically. She, she helped you. She tried to restrain him enough for you to get the grapple. And then she's like, you know what? I hear voices. Okay, now Kick if we die, head. I'm blaming Silway. Uh, <laughs> Mist, all by himself, decides to drag this, try and drag this guy by the one leg in, back into the hallway. Okay, it is going to take you two rounds to get there. Of course it is. At half your movement. It, one round if you could fully move. Regardless, what's happening is she wants to knock the guy out. So she's okay. going for a... Uh, unarmed strike. Okay. Silway pulls out her dagger, twirls it around in her hand, and tries to hit the guy in the head for a knockout blow. Oh, which she totally does. Uh, 17 plus 7, 24 <laughs> to hit. I'm gonna assume that hits. Okay, yeah, it hits. For 14. You swing and you thump him in the side of the head, and his head goes limp. He stops struggling against Mist, pulling him backward. There, he's easier to drag now. Do you know what else would have made him easier to drag? You helped me. I did help you. Now he's quiet and not struggling. And there's people coming. Yes, so help <laughs> me move him faster. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> and she grabs an arm and drags him in a very clumsy fashion along with Mist. So you spin him around sideways... With Mist pulling one leg and Silway pulling one arm. And you get him to the door. And as you try to pull, you realize he's not going to fit through it this way. Meanwhile, you hear the voices getting closer and you hear them in conversation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's yelling about. He's still upset about his babies. That's all he keeps saying. His babies, his babies. I don't know. He probably wants somebody to cry on. I think, I think what Mike is trying to tell me is to grab a leg. <laughs> she will do so. Since this is a, not a Three Stooges gag, she'll just drop the arm and grab a leg. <laughs> now it's not. <laughs> I'm so proud of my rescue team. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they think they're so much more competent than I am. <laughs> you find yourself in the dark room. How far are you into the dark room? I think we got him got him in, and I'd try and shove him off to the side of the hallway so that, like, if these people walk into the dark room, they don't, like, trip over him immediately. Of course, they probably they may have something to help them see, which is another reason to get him, like, out of line of sight. Do you close the door, or do you leave it open? I'm going to shut the door. Close the door before they make it all the way down. So, sorry, the only other door in this room, then, is the other side to the spiky pit or back up the stairs. That okay. is correct. And there there wasn't a lot of room on the other side of the door to the spiky pit. Like it was pretty much just no. like door opens and spikes. Pretty much, yes. Is there like a place to get under the staircase? You could get behind it and underneath it. I mean, it spirals down sort of in the center of the room. Okay. Then I want to try and drag the dude back that way and conceal myself in the darkness there. You're able to do that? 
Mind you, you can see but not hear anything. Silway, what are you going to do? Um, she's just a holding out of the guy's leg, I assume, so she can feel him being dragged in a certain direction. So I guess she'll just follow <laughs> that direction, because she's blind and deaf. She has no idea what's going on right now, so... So you follow along, helping the best you can, and pulling him vaguely in the same direction Mist wants to go. You get him behind the staircase, and you shove him beneath it to the extent that you can, and you're waiting there. How long would you like to wait there? Uh, how far away do they sound? Oh, they sound like they were getting pretty close to the bottom. I'll give it five minutes. Five minutes passes, and nothing happens. The door towards you, Mist, does not open. So either they are still in that room, maybe they've gone back upstairs, or maybe they went out the other door. Was there another door in the basement room? Or in that there was another room? door in the basement room, yes, that led outside. I want to take a moment while we're in the darkness to bind and gag this guy. I assume you have rope. Uh, I assume there's rope in my Dungeoneers pack. <laughs> um, there would be, yes. yes. Yeah. Give me a dexterity check to see how well you tie that knot. Or a survival check. Oh, we'll go with survival because that's plus five is 14. You tie a fairly secure knot. Nothing incredibly elaborate, but you believe it will hold. Sorry about your weird monsters. Not that anyone can hear him say that. But Mist knows he said it, and that's the important thing. Hi, everyone. You are listening to episode 209 of Multiclass Theater. We are starting the downswing of the second season here, so... Uh, things are going to get real interesting real fast. Without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to my lovely castmates who have some announcements for you. Oh, yeah. Hey, um, I hope you are enjoying it. it. The season is definitely picking up. It is getting more exciting and more interesting and maybe more weird, judging by what scene you just heard. A few announcements. I wanted to let you all know that the week, uh, actually on October 22nd, 2019... We released our first episode. Technically, actually, we released three episodes, but that has become our anniversary date. And when you hear this, that will be next week. To celebrate this anniversary, we are going to be releasing two podcasts. Uh, the first of which is an enormous podcast that was a big undertaking, starring the entire cast and almost all of the guest actors that we had over the course of the season. And they are all together for a wild adventure. It was a lot of fun, and I think you will enjoy it. The second of the two anniversary episodes uh, was with a few fellow podcasters who have been fantastic friends to our show over the last year, and I took them on an equally silly and amazing... Actually, it may even be sillier because no stakes! And one-shots tend to be sillier for some reason. But anyway, it is very funny, and I hope you enjoy it. I am really scared to begin the editing on this gigantic podcast with seven people recording, all chaotically talking over each other. Uh, wish me luck. You'll do fine. I have faith. As do I. And you can tell that Adam has faith because he actually chimed in on the mid-roll to say so. What? Hey. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Drat, you caught me. <laughs> well, you all can judge for yourselves next week. You'll get to hear it in its entirety, quote-unquote, entirety. The good part's entirety. <laughs> hey, yeah, probably most of it. I mean, it, I'm sure it'll be an extra long episode because it was 
an extra long adventure. There's no real incentive to streamline it and make it a, you know, normal high quality production. It's just us being, being silly, so. It is, and, you know, it featured three paladins, a sorceress, a warlock, uh, a thief. Is that everybody? Not a thief. Not a thief. All right. Uh, uh, information gathering person who denies she has magic. Spy. Spy is the word. <laughs> so, and I could hear mists. I could hear mists' eyes rolling from here. I'm counting the. I'm counting the paladins. I count three paladins. Three. 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 Three paladins. Yeah, the bear was a paladin. The bear's oh, a paladin. The bear was a paladin. <laughs> yes. I mean. You don't remember from even the uh, the interlude episode? I mean... Uh, Mist <laughs> even calls him a Baradin. Oh, right! If I'm yeah. perfectly honest, my character wasn't really paying that much attention in the interlude episode, in that one in particular. <laughs> and if my character isn't paying attention, I also may be not paying that much attention. Somebody's method. Oh, yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis right here. <laughs> yeah, I, who knows what happened to that character? Daniel Day Lewis? Uh, no, you're um. The God, cat. why am I forgetting his name? <laughs> I wanted to call him Rum Tum Tugger. I think Tubby was his nickname. We ended up with. Yeah, it was just Tubby. What if Daniel Day Lewis is just method acting himself <laughs> all day long? I mean, I kind of think that he Probably. is, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got my Oscar. I'm gonna be Daniel Day Lewis again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there a show like that where the person had no, like, they just implanted whatever personality? Several shows. You might be thinking of, of, uh, what, Dollhouse? That's it. No, I was thinking, what if, what if Daniel Day-Lewis played a cat? He'd be licking, licking himself all day. Oh, like if he was in Cats? Oh, that would have been the most delightful, like, it would have, it would have, I mean, it still would have been a train wreck, but it would have been a really delightful train wreck. I mean, he could sing. They should have. Right. So we've got two minutes of mid-roll content and five minutes of Daniel Day-Lewis discussion. I mean, isn't that mid-roll content? We'll see how much this survives. It's kind of, it's kind of our shtick. Thank some people and then talk about nonsense for five minutes and waste everybody's time. Just like real commercials. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so we'll get back to actually thanking people. Uh, we want to thank Brandon for his review on iTunes. Thanks, Brandon. Review of iTunes, <laughs> which is really kind of maybe the best part of that review. And we also want to ta thank uh, Taryn, who caught up with our podcast, and they have become a big fan, big supporter, supported us on Patreon, and has just been a fantastic person to engage with on Twitter and even on our Discord. Oh, they, they signed up for Patreon too. Yay, Taryn. Yeah, yeah, Taryn has been fantastic. So. Awesome. We also have a new website that actually looks like something from the 21st century and not a GeoCities page uh, at multiclasstheater.com. We should also let people know that we are uh, we have been nominated for Best New Improvised Production in the Audioverse Awards. Oh, is that yeah. right? Vote for us. That is correct. I totally forgot about that. And you can go there, and if you really like us, um, you can throw us a vote. Or if you if you just like Diana, because who wouldn't, you can throw her a vote, too, because she's been nominated as Best Director for a new improvised podcast. So I think that is pretty much it. Before we head back to the show, um, Adam, anything to add? Nope. Okay. 
So let's get back to the show. Enjoy the second half of the episode. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Rotan, you find yourself floating through memory. They seem to come unbidden as memories from your childhood, from your past adventures, from yesterday, rise up into your consciousness and then drift away in a haze. You're barely conscious of the fact that you're still on the table and that there is a voice talking to you every so often. Tell me some more about your mother. It is very intriguing. <laughs> your voice sounds funny. <laughs> yes, that is, that is, uh, uh, yes, that is the, the fire blossom. But really, tell me, you, you have slightly pointed ears, and you are telling me both your parents were human. Yes. Don't you find that odd? I think your voice is funny. <laughs> yes. Yes, it, it is very <laughs> funny. It is, it is very amusing. Um, okay. You hear distantly the sound of flipping pages. Okay, how about this? You mentioned a goddess, and that she told you something about a quest. You were not very clear, because you kept shouting about your father. Could you tell me more about this goddess of yours? Yes. Timora. Timora. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that yeah. is that say, two R's? Say it again. Uh, Timora. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. Yes. Strangely, sexual reaction. So uh, and yes, uh, Ty Timora. Timora. Um, she, she is a goddess in. Uh, across the sea, you, you, you say? Yes. And here, too. She is everywhere. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, have, does, you, does... Have, you, have you considered accepting Timora into your heart today? Where are you? Disembodied voice. I am I am right here and um my heart is very full thank you. Um tell me what what tell me more about this quest that she sent you on. What, what did she say you were to do? Yes. Ah, uh, she said I was to board a ship and come here to this continent. Yes. And 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 then what? And and you know, fight, fight evil. I see. Illusions of grandeur. Yes, okay, uh, fight evil. Any sort of evil, or just... Was there a particular evil she sent you after? Oh, no, just... just evil. Evil in general. Okay, that's very vague. Um, and squirrels. Squirrels. And squirrels. Tell me more about the squirrels. Nobody likes squirrels. Surely some people like squirrels. They are very cute. 
No, not even squirrels like squirrels. I see. Always chasing each other around, chittering angrily. They're up to no good, I tell you. Tell me, when you were a child, did a squirrel bite you, perhaps? You're very smart, disembodied voice. Well, you know, perhaps I am in your head. Oh, well, Pernisha had a, had a squirrel that she kept as a pet. And she was your sister? Yes, we all call her Pern. Pern, I see, and she... And the squirrel was called Little Bastard. Little <laughs> Bastard. Okay, and, um, oh dear. So, uh, just how many, really? Pern, Wiley, dear, you, you had quite the number of siblings, I see. I, I used to keep track of the family genealogy. I could, I could sketch it out for you if you would like. Well, that would be lovely. Uh, I can't once feel I'm... my arms. Yes, yes, that is that is a problem. That will come back in time, perhaps. But um, uh, we How we will. How discombobulating! Will... Yes, it is. Bob... It is very uh, discombobulating. Bob... There we yes. go. Bobby, yes, yes. Uh, yes. Um, tell me, uh... oh dear, this. Goddess, did she send your brother here as well? Ah, I, I, I would think so. He is also a paladin of Timora. Oh, well, he didn't mention that. Um, so, uh... Oh, have you seen my brother? Yes, we were very close. He was a, a charming fellow and unfortunately... Uh, had to move on. I went looking for him. Ah. But now I'm here. Did you come here for him? I don't know where here is. Well, here is... everywhere. It is Vankala. It is... Neverwinter. It is... your childhood. Whoa. It is your future. That's... That seems really profound. Uh, yes, um, quite. But uh, I think it's probably really stupid. Okay, um... Say Timora again. May maybe later, if you oh, Okay. So, um, okay. I believe that is, um... Give me a moment while I, um... I just want to write some notes, if you don't mind. I... I'm going to go look for some ham. Looking for ham. Uh, very well. Um, and once you get back, we could perhaps talk about this ham, as you have mentioned it several times uh, over uh, our conversation. It seems to be very important to you. I wouldn't say it defines my character, but I do care about it, yes. I see. And do you find yourself attracted to the ham? What? Mm. Yes, I, I tend to, to, go looking for it and then eat it. I see. It's like some Freudian. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> this guy is surprisingly Freudian. Yeah, yeah. Tell um, me more about your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Tell, did did Ham cause you problems in your childhood? Did did Ham not care enough for you? So okay, well, um, we will talk more about Ham in a moment. Uh, so uh, before you go, I just would like to say, Timora. Ah, yes. You, you should worship her. She's pretty great. You have both stuck your heads out of the darkness and are peering out over the pit, two disembodied heads floating in the void. Are they real spikes, you think? I'm going to kind of poke at the airspace. I'm going to kind of poke at the spikes with my staff. You stab down at the airspace where the spikes are, and just about level with your foot, the staff comes to a stop. Ha-ha! Well, that's promising. Yeah, it means my player was right. Now it's not out of character knowledge. Um, <laughs> with this new information, any chance I can just see through the deception or the illusion? Give me another wisdom check. I'll give you an advantage on it. Oh, excellent, because that was a suck check. Uh, and But that one, however, is a 17. Silway, do you want to roll as well? No, she's, she's content with the staff hit the ground, so that's enough for her. You realize that this is an illusion, Mist. And as you see through it, it dissipates, and you see the hard-packed sand floor. Sweetness. I'm going to start moving towards that door. You start moving towards the door, and Silway, you see Mist walk out into the room as if he's walking on air above the spikes. Just to be safe, Silway will use her spider boots and walk parallel to the ground along the wall. Okay. Just to avoid the air spikes and the, the illusion. End up in the same spot Miss did. With having had the ability to do this the entire time. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> you were dragging her around. I'm not even sure she saw them last time. You, the last time you were, she was in the darkness and you were, had your head poking in there. Anyway, you, you, these two are going to have such a talk once this is over. <laughs> um, you find your way across the room and you come to another door. Open that door. Uh, actually, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna press my ear up against it. And try to listen. Um, oh, nope. Sounds great to me. Um, it's a seven. You don't hear anything on the other side of the door. We will open that door and uh, peek inside, and then see what's going on. You open the door, and in front of you is a long sloping passage. There are two doors at the end of the hall, one on either side. The hallway itself is sparse, with the same bare earthen floor and nothing adorning the walls. Any sign of recent uh, activity down this passageway? Give me a survival check. Oh, a one. Not that you can tell. Well, down we go. As you move closer to the end of the hall, the ambient light seems to flicker, and you still cannot divine its source. You're at the end of the hall. There is a door on your right and a door on your left. I'm going to give a listen to both of them. Okay, roll. For the one on the left, that is a 11. And on the one on the right, that is 24. You hear the same thing coming from both rooms. Nothing out of the ordinary on the other side of either. 
Well, I like to start on the left, so I'm going to open the left door. You push through the door into an oblong room. The hard-packed earthen floor continues, as does the eerie, sourceless light. Along the far wall hangs a curtain, covering most of it. On the wall opposite the curtain, also on the far side of the room, is a door. I want to try and peek behind the curtain. Give me a wisdom check. Wisdom check. Uh, ooh, 18. You peel it back slightly, and you see the silvery reflective surface of what appears to be a mirror. You're looking at it at such an angle that you can basically just see the mirror itself, but cannot see any reflection. Also, it's dark because of the curtain in front of it. An observation type? Like a, like a what do you call it? Two-way mirror? One-way mirror? I can never remember because it's like, whichever it is where you can like see through it on one side, but it's reflective on the other. You could do an insight check. Uh, 13. You believe that that may be the case. And I can't see anything through the mirror, or the mirror seems to be just reflecting as dark. Not from, you would have to actually open the curtain to be able to see. Right now, you're looking at it from the side, and you can see that it's a mirror, but you can't see anything else. Alright, so, this is like a window or mirror or something like that. I'm a little hesitant to just, like, open it. So it's a, it's a mirror in the middle of the room that we think we can see through? Or they, they can see through us? It might be one of those where, like, either... We can see in, but they can't see out, or they can see out, but we can't see in. It's an interrogation room. Let's leave killed head one of these. Oh. So is this more likely to reveal us, or are we safe to I open? think we are on the side that we cannot see the other side, but they can see us. Because they would bring people down the stairway and across the spiky pit. So, so door then. Might as well see what the other door has, yes. So we'll go through the door. You open the door, and you find yourself in a small corridor which seems to simply be an elbow, which connects this room to another room and another door. Yeah. See, this is how they get in and or get back and forth between the two sides. All right, well, let's see what's on the other side of that mirror. You open the door, and you find yourself in the first appointed room that you've seen since you've been down here. There is a plush rug. There are several desks. And there is a table in front of the mirror. As you look out the mirror from this side, you see the back of the curtain, which had been blocking it from the other side. See? I was right. The room you find yourselves in is roughly diamond shape, with a mirror on one wall and then another mirror on the other wall. Could one infer that since there were two rooms or two doors at the end of the hallway... One could infer that. Can I go ahead and have a look through that other mirror then? You see next to the window is what looks like a rope uh, or a string and a pulley, which you're guessing operates the curtain. Squeaky, 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 squeaky. You pull it and it opens to reveal a room very similar to the one you were just in. The only difference being you see uh, loose pebbles scattered about the hard sandy floor as if disturbed by a struggle that recently took place. And there is another door behind you leading out of the room. So three doors in total. One leading into the room you just came from, one leading to the other interrogation room if you want, and then a third one on the back wall. This is a very finely appointed observation room. It's very strange. These aren't usually that um, livable. She will like, just, like, just look around and investigate and look for anything you know, that might identify who lives here or... 
not lives here, but who would who would be here? Give me an investigations check. Twenty natural twenty. You find in the drawers of one of the desks a series of books which have names on the side of each of them. And as you pick one up randomly and open it, it seems to describe a person and what sounds like an elaborate tale of them fighting a giant octopus. Besides the scrawled notes describing the battle with the octopus are some other handwritten notes in a different hand, which talks about how the person has various issues with abandonment and perhaps has low moral fiber and goes on further to discuss their fear of water. And at the very bottom, it says, conclusion, not fit for ODL. She reads that curiously and then shows it to Mist. Better evaluating people for membership with an interrogation room? Very strange. Uh, she will flip to the end of the book, like to see if there's whatever the most recent one is. The most recent one seems to have occurred maybe a month ago. Okay. She'll point that out to Mist as well. And then put the book back where she got it. Alright. If they took Rotan, they might have brought him here for interrogation. But they must if they're taking notes, it would not be in that book. That was the only book of interest, or that just happened to be the one that... That was the one she pulled out at random. There are several other books which look almost identical to that. Different names, as if there is a long history of evaluations. Does it seem like there's one book per person, or is it like a chronological thing? It's a chronological thing. Okay, so then she'll look for any, any books that are more recent than the one she just grabbed, and then and examine those, looking for Rotan's notes. No, that is the most recent one you see. Well, he's definitely not here now, so, uh... Miss jerks his thumb at the other door in the room. That's to say, the one that the, the the third door that leads out of this chamber without leading towards the other interrogation room. You open the door and you find yourself in a fairly large open room. A path forms an aisle down the center of it. On either side are a series of wooden tables with chains at the top and bottom of each. The earthen floor is stained red, as are most of the tables. At the far end of the room, you see somebody is chained to one of the tables. And there's a man sitting next to him, scribbling in a book. Do I recognize the person chained to the table? Yes, it is Rotan. He is strapped to the table. He is not wearing armor or shoes. And there is a red cross drawn across his forehead and then down the bridge of his nose. I am going to turn to Silway and whisper, not the cantrip, found him. Silway immediately unsheathes two daggers and holds them <laughs> menacingly. Mist's hands light up with eldritch energy. This can't possibly go bad. So now tell me, getting back to your father, you don't appear to like the man. Is is there something he did to you? Oh, he's just not very nice. Well, lots of people aren't nice, but you have a particular hatred of, of him. No. No, not really. I believe you called him a soul-sucking son of a 
bitch. Did I? I, I may have written that down incorrectly, but yes. Um, or perhaps you were talking about some sort of purple tentacled monster that you were raving about. I'm not oh, sure. Oh no, that's that's the purple tentacled monster. Silway holds up one finger to mist. Like, wait a second, I want to hear this. <laughs> mist also hesitates. <laughs> Definitely some sort of demon. Yes, you talk at great length about demons, and yet, I, I must ask, have you ever actually seen a demon? Yes. I I told you already. There was there was there was a this this demon down down in a uh an auditorium in nightfall, and he he did did a show when the show uh, involved him eating people's brains. Um, yes. Uh, so, there was a monster who was performing a show, a demon, I'm sorry, who was performing a show in a theatre, and... No! Tell me again what happened to this theatre. You've got it right. Yes. And... All of the people in the audience were also demons? Ah, uh, demon worshippers, I think, yes. Oh, demon worshippers. But don't you I worry. See. We put a stop to it. Yes, and, and how exactly uh, did you do that? Well, we killed them all. It was very heroic. Yes, it sounds very heroic. I'm sure you're Ty Mora. Was very proud of you for that. Little less evil in the world. So tell me, uh, Roton, I have just uh, a few more questions, and then we will take you to see your brother. Oh, you know where my brother is. Yes, your brother is is he as well? He is. Why can't I go see him now? Well, because we're having a very pleasant conversation. I want to go see my brother. It would be terribly rude of you to just leave now before we finish talking. I'm sure your mother has taught you better manners than that. Mm, yes. Well, yes. So, just uh, one more question. Um uh-huh. Did you come here to find your brother on your own, or with others? Oh, that's an interesting phrasing. <laughs> uh, I should make... Hmm. Hmm. I... I... I did. Yes. You did... What? Come here on your own, or with... I did. I came here on my own. With friends. And... Could you describe these friends for me? Oh, no, it would take very long. Mist and Silway glanced at each other. How far away is this guy from us? About 60 feet. <laughs> I see. Uh, they're too difficult to describe. Is that because um, only you can see them? Now you can see us too, and I cast Grasping Vines using the staff. This guy needs to make a uh, dexterity saving throw. <laughs> They're like, we don't want to hear what Roton thinks of us. <laughs> I, I wanted to I, I mean, to be fair, it was a good line to come in on. Oh, he fails it. He is now 20 feet closer to me. I will, eh, go ahead and use my 
feline agility to basically bound onto him. I say, this is quite... Uh, uh, wait, ten. Ten. It's a ten. He rolled a seven. Ha-ha! <laughs> so you grab him. 170 pounds a cat! <laughs> okay, so wait, do you want to do anything before we officially roll for initiative, since this is your surprise action? As her surprise action, she is going to roll her eyes for a solid six seconds, and then walk into the room, slowly. <laughs> Everyone is very surprised by the eye roll. (laughs) Rotan, you are lying on the table when suddenly you see a green vine flash above your head, blocking your view. And then all of a sudden, the disembodied voice you've been listening to, a man, comes flying across you and gets pulled out of sight. You're not sure if this was real or simply part of whatever strange trip you're on. Oh, not again. Let us all roll for initiative at this point. <laughs> oh, no. Except Rotan. Rotan, you are restrained and drugged. 14 initiative. Also 14 initiative. Mist, how are you grappling him? I think I'm sitting on him. I mean, cat, right? So, like, I'm sitting on him and holding his arms to the ground. Regardless, he goes last. So it is your turn. Where's the other bastard? Uh, what? Who are you? Unhand me at once. Uh Uh-huh. Where is his brother? Oh, so you're the companions. I see. Well, I have good news for you, Rotan. They are real. I told you. Actually, you didn't, but... I did. (laughs) I said it very clearly. Mist, give me an intimidation check. Fortunately, my intimidation's pretty decent. Uh, 24. Okay, all right, just stop with that nonsense. His brother is in the red fields. The fuck does that mean? I thought I was pretty clear. The red fields. And? I don't know what it is, but I don't like the sound of it. Silway pops up. Why is he in the red fields? (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? You are the one pinned to the ground. You will be the one answering questions right now. I know, it's, it's weird being on the other side of it, isn't it? Is it? Do you take pleasure from this? So it kicks him. <laughs> Subject likes to project. Roll to see if you hit with advantage. Plus 21. Uh, that hits. Not a sneak attack. Well, is it a sneak attack? No. You I think can just get tri- sneak attack because I'm on top of him. I, that fits me do I want feet. sneak attack, though? <laughs> I don't think I'm actually trying to knock him out or hurt him. I'm just trying to intimidate. So I'm just going to go with a standard... One plus strength, which is zero. So, one damage to the guy. Oof! That was very rude indeed. I repeat, we are the one asking questions here. I'm going going to my Freud accent. Where are the red fields? Second start to the left, and then on till morning. They are to the east. Follow the road. He's going to try to throw you off, Mist. Okay. If we're doing combat order, then Silway was going to go try to cut Rotan's Well, uh, Silway already kicked him. That was her combat. Oh, that was her combat. Okay, sure. Oh, right. I have to oppose. Uh, 13. You oppose. He tries to push you off, but can't. Subject suffers from control issues. My, you are perceptive. If a bit cocky. Been called worse. I'm sure you have. You compensating for something. Hmm. 
schoolyard chums, were you teased in your litter, runt, bullied by your brothers and sisters, because you couldn't find mother's teeth? Mist yawns, revealing all of his fangs. <laughs> and horrible breath. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't need to be canon. What are the red fields? What did you do to him? What did you do to him? Well, I can't really point, but he nods towards Rotan. Suddenly, you hear two voices approaching the room and walk in. The same two voices you heard from before. I don't know. I don't know where he went. He just, he was crying and he, I don't know, he fell asleep bound under the stairs. Or maybe he wasn't. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I don't know how he fell asleep bound <laughs> under the stairs. <laughs> it's only happened twice before. <laughs> and you see two guards wearing cloaks with red flowers upon them. They see you, and they each pull a mace from their belt. We will maintain an initiative order, but they are going to join. Good God. I rolled a one for both of their initiatives. Wow. So the two guards walk in. Missed it. It is your turn. I'll say again. What did you do to our friend here? Oh, your friend and I were just having a little conversation. It was most enlightening. While he's chained to a table, what did you do to him? Well, for his own safety, of course. The fire blossom is potent and can lead to very unexpected actions. Fire blossom, red fields. Okay, well, if you're not going to talk straight, I can at least put things together for myself. Can you? You like to be smarter than everyone, don't you? I mean, <laughs> I also like breathing, so... If Silway was on top of this guy, he'd have had three headbutts by now. Does it make you feel good? Being right? Being in control? Boring conversation, anyway. I'm going to, um... <laughs> yeah, let's try headbutting him, see how that goes. Roll to see if you hit with advantage. Uh, ooh, glad I rolled advantage on that one, because I have 13, and that is a 14 total to hit. That will hit him. Now I have to ask a question about the damage here, because it says one plus your strength modifier. Well, my strength modifier is minus two. So does that mean I heal him when I headbutt him? I believe there's a minimum one for any damage. Yeah, level. I think it's a minimum yeah. one damage. If you heal him, that could be a pretty effective strategy for our group. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't feel better when a cat nuzzles them? This could just punch us back to health. <laughs> I like the image of him head nuzzling. You need healing. Let me just headbutt you with my furry soft head. Just like slowly sinking his claws into your lap. <laughs> it it hurts, but it's a good kind of hurt. Okay, so yeah, I guess he yeah. takes. I guess after all that, he takes one point of bludgeoning damage from. One point of nuzzling damage. No, my weakness. My allergies. <laughs> okay, silly. It is your. Turn. Quick clarification. Is Rotan chained or tied? He is chained. From what you can tell from where you are. Do you want to try an investigation check? I will as a bonus action because that's my special thing with my whatever the hell I am, rogue subclass. 17 plus something. 21, I think. 22. You glance over at the table and you notice he is chained, but there does not appear to be any padlocks on the chains. 
It's as if they are simply clasped shut. Okay, so I could just go release him if I wanted to? You could. Okay, so she's, she's going to focus her attention on the, the guards, though. And if she isn't already, move between them and Mist and Rotan. Things are taken care of here. No need to bother to yourselves. Oh, it's no bother at all. Tell me a missy. You get any closer, you will pay for it. They are moving closer. Okay, then they will pay for it. She is going to... How far away are they? You could move and get there. But you'd have to move and strike. They're not within five feet. They're maybe 25 feet away. Okay, so she'll she'll do that. She'll close the distance on one of them. And uh, what about a shove action? That seems fun. Since I can't do sneak attack on these guys for any reason, I can just, I'm just going to shove one to the ground. So 21 on my check. The one you shove tries to resist, but you are able to push him over to the ground. He trips over the other one's foot and sprawls backward onto his backside. She gave her warning. The guy took one step forward and she just charged forward and like laid her shoulder into him and knocked him straight down. This brings us to the man under Mist, who is going to try to break free again. So Mist, give me a strength check again. Aha! 18. You continue to hold him down. So wait, does the shove stun him for a turn or it knocks him prone so right. when you're prone you have disadvantage on attacks and when you're being attacked and you can stand up for half your movement which is what he is going to do and then he is going to attack you he hits you with his mace for seven points of damage and the other one is going to swing at you and he clobbers you clobbers if it's going to be a clobber i might turn on the shield spell <laughs> shield spell Oh, no, it's not going to work. No matter what her AC is, it's going to hit. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's okay. going to hit. All right. For 10 points of damage. So they both smack you with their maces. All right. Now she's just angry. <sighs> How's Silway looking? Well, you don't know because your back is to her. But you hear two thuds and her grunt twice. Also, Rotan, somewhere deep in your visions and trip and delirium, you believe you hear the sounds of mist and Silway, and possibly combat. Don't go anywhere. And I'm going to turn and fire off an Eldritch Blast at one at each of the guards. Will a 15 hit? No. Will a 16 hit? Yes. So one of them takes 14 force damage. And the other one just ducks out of the way. Silway calls over her shoulder. I've got it under control. Uh-huh. Let the wild magic flow. Whether you believe it or not. It is his turn. You turn and fire off your two Eldritch Bolts while still sitting upon him. But this frees him enough to try to cast the spell. And you hear him mumbling something. Make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 18. You turn back around to look at him. And in front of you, suddenly the air begins to shimmer and a purple portal opens, out of which steps the flyer and begins to walk towards you. Silway, you do not see this. Rotan, you do not see this. Probably for the best. Mist, you see this, but you instantly recognize it as an illusion. I was like, oh shit, this guy's <laughs> real. Not that, he was, not, that, not that he summoned him, not that he summoned the thing, but that he was that good at summoning, or at, at illusions, that he was that good of a caster. 
Mist instantly recognizes it as an illusion, but this player freaks out for a little bit. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I knew I knew it was an illusion, but I was thinking of if I Mist buys sure. it, then this guy's this guy's a serious heavyweight, and it's going to get interesting. Then insightful fighting on the one I shoved to the ground. So okay. I make an insight check. It makes a deception check. So he needs to beat a natural one. <laughs> Well, he beats that. Okay. Well, then she is, has no insight into his fighting ability. She could disengage in free Rotan, but I don't think I don't think she trusts him to be in a fighting state. So she's just gonna tides of chaos. Gain advantage on the one that shoved her. He pissed her off. All right, uh, twenty-one to hit. That will hit. All right, and then she glares at him after getting hit with the mace, like that was the wrong move, and stabs him for. 16 damage. And this was to the one she shoved to the ground? Yes, the one that Mist did not hit. And if that does not kill it, she will do a offhand attack. It does It does not kill him. Well, then she'll do a second slice for 19. That will hit. 4 damage. Okay, Silway. As you finish your strike, you stab one of the guards. And as you're pulling your dagger back, a drop of blood that is on the end of the blade falls to the ground and as it hits the ground you see a dark viscous puddle begin to spread out from it in a ten foot circle all around you it spread ten feet please make a dexterity saving throw okay holy crap that's some fast spreading blood yeah uh, twenty for the dexterity check oh twenty three you look down at this liquid, puzzled by what happened, when you notice one of the two guards slips and falls over. Mist, we have bigger problems now. Like what? Like a quickly spreading pool of blood. It spreads out to about 10 feet. It's maybe not quite blood. It's dark, but it doesn't smell coppery. <laughs> Mist says, like what? And Silway looks over and he's fighting a mind flare. <laughs> Unfortunately, Soe does not see it. So the one guard that fell over is slowly getting back to his feet. And it's basically the same guard has fallen twice. It's going to take him his turn to get back up. The other guard is going to swing his mace at you again. And he misses. As he tries to set himself to swing, he slips slightly and swings wildly. That brings us back to the top of the order and missed. I look down at the uh, interrogator. Neat party trick. You know, unfortunately for you, I'm a little bit out of counter spells right now, which means all I can really do is start punching you until you surrender. <laughs> I am going to slash at his hands. I want to try to disable him from being able to cast spells. With your claws? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Maybe if I can sever some tendons, he won't be able to... Uh, but maybe I should just light him up. He is getting on my nerves. I think it's going to be very hard for you to do that, to okay. target your attack and try to disable him. I mean, you could try it, but I don't like your odds of anything short of a natural 20 to be able to do it. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. All right. I'm still, I'm still, str I'm still like on top of him though, right? You are still on top of him. I'm going to blow a little uh, sneezing powder in his face. You blow the dust in his face, 
but for some reason it doesn't seem to affect him. And that brings us to Silway. She tried to use insightful fighting on one. She's going to try it on the other one now and see if she can have insight into his fighting ability since she apparently doesn't have it on the other one. Yeah, 18 versus his deception. Yeah, you beat him on that one. So now I can use sneak attacks even without advantage, so I'm going to stab him. And that does a 26 hit. It would hit. Uh, 14 damage. Okay, he is still up. Make a dexterity check. So she is standing in this pool? She is standing in this pool. Okay, so she's just being dexterous about avoiding whatever the effects are? Oh, she's uh, 10 dexterity save. You swing and connect, but the momentum of your strikes causes you to slip on the slick floor, and you fall down to your knees. Okay. Uh, she's still got her movement left, so I think she can just stand up then. Okay, sounds good. So they are going to swing at you. One of them connects for five points of damage. Both manage to stay on their feet. Of course, I roll a 19 and a 20 for their dexterity check. That's a good use of those rolls. Missed. After you blow the dust in his face to no particular effect, he grins at you and laughs. And suddenly you are hit in the side with five bolts. Ow. For 11 points of damage. Whew, that stings. And that brings it back to you. Well, since he hurt me, I'm going to bamf away over to Rotan's side. I use my Misty Escape as a reaction to getting hurt. You bamf over to the side of Rotan. Suddenly, Rotan, you see Mist, his feline face looming above you. Oh! <laughs> Hello, Mist. I pat him briefly on the head and then turn my Eldritch Blasts on the interrogator. Oh, I understand now why you like it. <laughs> <laughs> will a 21 hit? Yes. Okay, then I assume also a 26 will hit. Yes, of course. So that is going to be 16 force damage. You hit him twice on the ground and he shrieks in pain. Bastard. Yeah, it fucking hurts, doesn't it? Somebody saying my name. And that brings us to Silway. She's pretty single-mindedly focused on this two-on-one fight, so continue the assault on the one that uh, she has insight into. Two plus seven is not going to hit. Uh, will not hit. Maybe the offhand will hit. Nope, three plus six is also not going to hit. You missed twice. Give me a dexterity check again. The... Uh, 17. You are able to stay on your feet. The interrogator slowly pulls himself to his feet and mumbles something, casting a spell, and glares at you, Mist, and says, Bring it. Caster fight! Okay. <laughs> so he casts a spell of unknown nature. And the two guys against Silway, both of them swing and miss. One of them misses so badly that he stumbles on the slick floor, falls prone, the butt of his mace hits the ground, and then goes skittering across the floor. That's a pretty pretty critical failure. It was a very critical failure. And the other one manages to stay on his feet. That brings us back to Mist. Eldritch Blast. Uh... Hold on, before you roll, you roll at disadvantage. I'm rolling at disadvantage? Oh, that's You're rolling unfair. at disadvantage. Okay. Does a 13 hit him? No. 13 again does not hit him. Well, that's rude. Both of your blasts go sailing wide, and he just grins at you 
now we shall see who the better wizard is. And so wait, it is your turn. I'm the better wizard. And she stabs a guard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it actually hits for, uh, let's see. Nine plus four is uh, 13. <laughs> for my next trick, knives. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you, you hit him. And he's looking pretty wobbly. Did you want to do a bonus action or anything else? Yeah, we'll, we'll go for the bonus action then. I was debating whether to disengage your bonus action. I'll go. If he's wobbly. Uh, 18 to hit. For, that will definitely hit. For four more damage. I, these D4s are getting me fours on a regular basis. I'm impressed. You stab him and then stab him again with your offhand. He's looking very woozy. God, he's still up. He's still up. Give me a dexterity check. Uh, 16. You manage to keep your feet. One of the guards you see goes scrambling off to retrieve his mace. He's crawling on the floor to get it and struggling through the slickness, moving slowly. But he finally reaches it by the end of his turn and manages to stand up. Is he by chance leaving my melee range? He is leaving your melee range. So I'm going to stab at him as he does so with my opportunity attack reaction. 15 plus something, so I'm sure that hits... Uh, that does hit, yes. Uh, this is not the one I have insightful fighting on, though, right? Correct. Oh, two plus four, six damage. You fling a dagger and you hit him in the back of the calf as he's crawling away. He groans and keeps scrambling for his mace. Actually, wait a minute. If he's crawling, that means he's prone still, right? That is correct. That would give me advantage, which would give me sneak attack. Okay, so that's adjust your damage. I'm going to add two d6 for eight more damage to the guy. Mist, give me an intelligence saving throw. Are you sure you don't mean wisdom or charisma? I mean intelligence. I swear to God, if you use the, if you use the spell on me that I've been trying to use on other monsters, I'm going to be pissed off. Because uh, that's a five. Not a, it's not a save that I make. You are standing there, preparing your next spell. When all of a sudden, the room begins to shake. The ground in front of you and all around you begins to split, opening a giant maw beneath you. You look down as lashing purple tentacles reach up for you, threatening to grab you, to pull you down. You take four points of damage as one of them wraps around your leg and squeezes hard. How? I was really hoping it was enemies abound and like a swarm of vacuum cleaners would be coming for mist. <laughs> I, well, it's, it's, you know, what it means is you all look like vacuum cleaners. Yes. It not, is not the Roomba! <laughs> and that brings us to Mist. Am I restrained? No. Or does this thing just smack at me? Your legs are restrained. You could still cast, but you can't move. All right. I'm going to thump the green staff on the ground, and a wall of thorns is going to appear right under this guy's feet. I'm going to opt for the 20-foot diameter, five foot thick circle, 20 feet high. And I'm going to have it so that circle that pops up, he's on the far end of it from me. So he gets caught in the wall of it. So he's going to take damage. He's going to, he needs to make a deck saving throw. Okay. He fails it. Okay. So he's going to take 78 piercing damage. I'm so glad you gave me this thing. Uh, 16 and 11 is 27, 28 piercing damage. The Wall of Thorns rises up in front of you, swallowing the interrogator. You hear a muffled scream. The tentacles beneath you release you, and the floor 
solidifies as you see a slow trickle of blood flow out from beneath the thorns. Give a six-level spell to a six-level character. This is what you get. <laughs> Seems appropriate. I mean, six levels. David, it works. Oh, man. I I really don't want to use a gendered insult, but... But... You've already started. You <laughs> might as well finish ahead. Now who's the better wizard, bitch? That was Miss turn. Silway comes to you. You still have two guards. One is looking woozy, and the other one has reached his mace and is standing up. The one that I still in front of me, I'm going to attack with a regular attack with my main dagger. Natural 20. I think it's safe to say he's dead. 2d4 plus yeah. 4 is what that will he, do to He's him. dead. So if you want to narrate how you dispatch him. I think this whole fight has just been like a flurry of slashing and ducking and weaving while her feet are like slipping up under her like a cartoon character. And finally, one of them lands just just so in his gut, and he falls over. He falls over into the puddle. And then she's going to go over, and she, she's 15 feet of movement. She can get to the guy with the mace, so she's going to run over to him. As you try to move, give me a dexterity check. Uh, 14. You successfully make it out of the puddle. All right, well, then she gets over to him. Is he, he is standing up at this He's point? He's standing up. Well, then she will hit him with the offhand attack and 20-something to hit. And because there's no... I can't figure out a way to make sneak attack happen on this. So, four damage again. My d4 is reliably coming up fours. He is going to take a swing at you, Silway. He misses you. And it goes back to Mist. Now, Mist, there is a wall of thorns between you and where Silway is. Um, Yeah, I dismiss it. Okay. And uh, if there's one more of those guards standing, I'll pow. Gotcha. Does a 15 hit? I can't remember if we already went over that. No, actually it won't. No, you need, you need a 16. Okay, uh, then it'll just be 12 points of uh, force damage as one of the bolts does catch the guy. You hit him and he's looking a little unsteady on his feet. Silway, that brings us to you. I told you I had it. And she stabs the guy. <laughs> 20-something to hit. That will hit. One plus four is five damage, so she'll offhand attack him as well. That one hits for four more damage, so nine total. He is wobbling on his feet, looking very, very, very bad. She glares at him heavily, hoping for psychic damage. (laughs) He's going to take one probably final swing at you and misses. It's like a weak, half-hearted swing, and that brings us to you, Miss. She snorts in derision at him. Turn to uh, undo uh, Rotan's shackles. Rotan, you feel furry paws at your wrists starting to undo your shackles. Oh, who's that? Who is it? It's me, buddy. Who's me? Mist. Oh, do I know you? Uh, oh, that's not good. Uh, yes. Yes, you do. We, uh, we came here together looking for your brother. Oh! Also, we did some shit at Nightfall, and we got, like, 17 episodes of us now. Yeah! 18? I actually don't know what episode we're in right now, but point is... <laughs> it would probably... At this one, it would be somewhere around 28. But I don't know who you are. All right, well, um... Then trust that I am a friend, and I'm going to get you out of here. All right. And we'll figure out your memory later. I should go look for my brother. 
we'll fi- we'll find him. Um, tamale, tamame, thermometer, tiny Tim. Is Mist having a stroke? No. I don't understand what you're saying. What's his god? What's his goddess's name? In one ear, out the other. Timora. I only said it like nine times. Right, that's why I'm saying like I, can't, yeah. I don't remember it. Timora, Timora, Timora sent me. So oh, you're, oh. you're you're in good hands. Oh, you worship Timora too. Well, she sent me. Oh, I had, we should talk about it sometime. Sure, sure thing. But we got to get you out of here and safe first. Okay, where where are we going? Uh, one I'm, thing at a time. Is my brother there? We're gonna find him. Oh, good. Is Rotan free? Yes, Rotan is free. Let's. Okay, go ahead, Rotan. Since you've had got to do nothing this entire adventure, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna try getting up. I fall off the bed. <laughs> I fall off. Par the, for the course. The table. That yeah, was that a seems, six seems, minus something. That, yeah. Okay. That, cool. That seems about right. <laughs> so Rotan tries to sit up and then stand <laughs> and then topples over onto the ground. Silway, it is your turn. Since this guy's almost dead, I think she's going to use a free action to talk to him for a second and point to the oddly colored blood on her dagger and say, what the are you exactly? What is this? Uh, what are you talking about? I don't... What? Why do you have slippery blood? He coughs up a little bit of blood. Thou, what? What? Your blood spread on the floor in a ten foot diameter circle. He coughs and spits up more blood. Is it the same kind of blood? No, it is simply red blood. All right, I, I 16 plus something hits him for... He's dead. 14 more damage. He's yeah. dead, so okay. go ahead and describe that. She's interrogating him, and he's just coughing up blood and not answering questions and looking very confused. It's just she gets bored and rolls her eyes and just, like, stabs him. Like, I'm done with you. You just cavalierly stab him in the heart. And he almost looks thankful as he falls over to the ground and moves no more. And as you turn back around to go see how your friends are doing, you look over at the puddle to discover that it is gone. She furrows her brow in confusion. Did anyone else see the blood? That wasn't just me, right? The big puddle of blood? Mist, give me a perception check. Retroactive perception. Nope. Uh, a seven, right. so probably okay, not. Okay, now, Mist was so preoccupied with his fight and all the nonsense going on with flares appearing and maws of tentacles that he did not notice it. Well, then she's just going to be confused about it and then walk over to where Rotana is to try to help out there. So, uh... Is he hurt? Can he walk? Uh, he does not seem to have much in the way of memory right now. He didn't really before it either. Well, yeah, but like when we first got in here, he recognized us, and now he does not. So. Hi, Silway. <laughs> Hi, Rotan. <laughs> oh, well, just fuck me then. <laughs> find a problem that can't be wall of thorns? Will Silway find a problem that can't be punched or stabbed? 
Will Rotan sober up in time to help with his own escape? Find out next time on Multiclass Theater. Ames, you have to read or at least watch the movies of Harry Potter. Now it's just on principle. <laughs> I mean, you watched Cats, for God's sakes. You can't make me, Mom. I did watch Cats. Just <laughs> an update for our, our listeners. We I am now able to participate in the cat puns. And and it was the version that was the uh, uh, 1998 mm-hmm. uh, stage recording and not the movie correct it was it yeah. involved no cgi well that's not true well it was technically that's not tr- yeah 1998 levels of cgi which, involved in which like... isn't actually in the stage show either they kind of that was that bit was it was, always a little it was bit pretty odd. clearly like somebody spent 20 minutes adding this effect after the fact hey why not since we can it's cats nobody will notice what this show needs is lightning bolts so they put lightning bolts in it Anyways, apparently now I'm a Broadway musical contributor. Anyways. Now I have the image of, like, the Emperor Palpatine in Cats shooting lightning bombs. You're not far off. You're you're pretty close, actually. The crossover that needs to happen. <laughs> I'm all for lightsabers. Like, the youngling scene, Anakin just comes up to the cats. It's like, these need they need to die. <laughs> Uh, Unnecessary. And Adam stays conspicuously silent. Yeah. Is he even still here? <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah. say, should we get a stick and poke him? Like, <laughs> we don't have video on him, so it's like, he could be napping for all we know. How embarrassing would that be to fall asleep during recording? That Man, glad nobody has ever done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have no caffeine in the house. Stupid cat tangent. It's what we do. So does Chipotle trigger a fireball in the hallway? I'm sorry. It's what we do do. And there's no doing anything about that. (laughs) See, I get that now, and I'm kind of upset that I get it. (laughs) Those references you don't really want to get, yeah. (laughs) There was one earlier this season that I did not get at the time, and then during editing I got it because I watched the show between, and it's like, God damn it, there's a cat's reference. This reference is taking up space in my brain. See, or, or you could just read some damn poetry. I was, was going to say, Mike dropped one really early in episode one. There was one in three about the magic cat, and no, oh, that's Mistopheles. I'm like, oh, crap, now I know who Mistopheles is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more you know. God damn it. Yeah. Well, no, it's just, it's a, it's a weird thing to include, and in, it's just a weird, weird thing to include. Like, especially since then you go to Attack of the Clones and it's like, hey, they stab the cat, they stab the Hydralisk, you know, they just kill the kill the monsters. Go right back to it. Spoilers. So. You know what? Honestly, spoil the hell out of that movie. Nobody should ever watch that movie. Attack of the Clones? Yes. What? Oh, come on. There, name what? one no, good I mean, thing like, that happens. Is, does it... Does it count as a spoiler at this point in history? Like, No, but my point still stands. <laughs> Welcome to Multiclass Theater. This is a Harry <laughs> Potter spoiler podcast. <laughs> Harry Potter? What? <laughs>
<laughs> uh, um, I would say, in answer to the name one good thing, Yoda throws down. True. That's where he's like flipping around the room, right? No, yes. that's in the third one. No, no that's the d- third one. He d- he goes after. He oh goes yes, after, after Dooku. Yeah. Yep. And then and that's then right. picks that's up the his shot cane with and him taking it. out the lightsaber with the force. Yeah, he like soaks up the he soaks up the lightning. He's like, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's the I would say that's one good thing to come out of it. Let's not do this now. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we've got a cut scene for this episode. We we can litigate this some other time. <laughs> We're up to three or four cut scenes at this point. I've been I've been keeping track. <laughs> Your Honor, here are the reasons why Clone Wars is a <laughs> Attack of the Clones. I was challenged to name one good thing that came out of Attack of the Clones, and I did it. And that's literally all I can come up with. <laughs> the jury will now deliberate. <laughs> eh. I mean... No, we're, no, we're not getting a... Back on, back <laughs> yep, on okay, back moving on. on. <laughs> um, Please send all your comments to Mike, who is not on Twitter. Also on Twitter. By of. design. Well, yeah. Not that I check it. The remake of 12 Angry Men is going to involve a case <laughs> over whether I am Attack not of defending Attack of the Clones. Film. I am not. No, I, am I don't not think defending. anybody could make that case. Okay. I'm just saying that is an awesome moment. Moving on. Um, anyway, yes. Okay, so the uh, the man is sobbing into his hands. 